This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 178. Gaming will change how you learn English. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, coming to you from Arizona and Boston, USA. Today's featured guest is a successful video game designer who will teach you how to level up your language learning. Listen in for his tips on gamifying your English learning. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, Aubrey, I have a question for you. Let's hear it. All right. So are you a gamer in any way? Um, no, I was a little <laughs> bit when I was younger, when I was, really? um, like in college, sometimes I would play video games. Yeah. My kids are though, it drives me crazy. Oh, no. They could play video games for hours and hours, but oh, then they man. turn into, I call them little screen zombies. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Do they get all like kind of, um, grumpy in a bad mood like, they get grumpy yes, right yeah. they get grumpy i see it affect their behavior so i don't let them yes. have that much screen time <laughs> yeah screen time does make you a little grumpy not only just yes. games but gaming but also just watching tv you know if you yeah. spend an afternoon watching tv you can get up and feel kind of grumpy kind of yes so it's good. so true but it's interesting <laughs> because i'm a huge game player so there these are two mm. very different things if someone asks are you a gamer? That very much means video games yes, on screen, right? Yes, I imagine you know, a leather chair, someone with right. a super CPU computer, right? Lots of RAM in their computer, sitting in the dark with headphones on. <laughs> Always in the dark in their mom's basement, right? Yes. So bad. <laughs> but it's very different to just say, do you enjoy playing games? Because then right. we're talking about card games and board games and sports and very mm. different conversation, right? That's a really important, important distinction for our listeners. So guys, write that down. You know, if I ask Aubrey, are you a gamer? It means, do you play video games? And do mm -hmm. you enjoy playing games is just that, right? Do you enjoy mm -hmm. playing Monopoly or whatever, card games, that kind of thing? Lots of fun games. Yeah. So yes. today, this is going to be interesting. We're talking to an entrepreneur and media professional. His name is Jeremy. He has extensive experience um, creating video games and apps. And his yeah. passion is applying really engaging video game content and game intelligence to education. And he has three really interesting tips for gamifying your mm -hmm. language learning trying to to tap into that what makes video games so fun and addictive yeah and how can you translate that to your language learning i love that and this is another buzz term right now to gamify something you're going to hear this guys if you work in the corporate world um i think that corporations try to gamify their learning their learning management systems right your training programs yes. uh you know consultants gamify things this is so common so as a verb to gamify how would you define that again aubrey 
Yeah, to convert something into a game. So it makes me think about we just downloaded um, an app that tracks our driving safety. Mm -hmm. And if we drive really safe, then yes, then we get a discount (laughs) on our car insurance. But they even gamified this app. So all of us on our policy right now, it's just me and my husband, we were like competing to have the first place award. And after each time you drive, they're calculating who's a better driver. And either I have the award for first place or he does. So we're competing with each other. That's so innovative. That's really smart. I love that. I love that actually. And then there's a real reward, which is saving money on your insurance. So. Exactly right. So we're both motivated to get that reward, but a little mm. extra motivated competing with each other <laughs> to be the safer driver. <laughs> yeah. So there are ways that we can make language language learning really fun. You know, gamify it. So I'm excited to hear from Jeremy today and see what he has to say. Yes, these tips are amazing. So let's hear his first tip about making language learning fun. Okay. I'm having a blast doing this. I've, you know, I've, I've been building apps and games for 10 years or more. Um, I did it, wow. you know, for about 10 years at a major film studio um, here in Hollywood, and and then I had kids, and and really just wanted to apply a lot of, you know, what I learned um, in, in, with game design and game intelligence and and how humans are motivated and why games are so engaging and sticky and fun and and so hard to put down, um, to me, it was always a shame that most educational products didn't have those same, um, you know, psychological draws that, nice. that the best games do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and, and we as a company, and I know a lot of smart people in the Valley, um, you know, in Silicon Valley are really thinking about this as well, is that we believe in in five years, you know, when, when sort of everyone has grown up on an iPad, mm. um, that, you know, kids just won't tolerate learning in any other way. The mm. technology is there. So, you know, it doesn't always take an iPad or a smartphone to, to quote unquote sort of gamify your, um, your language learning. I mean, people have been talking for years about, you know, the most simple one is just study things that you're interested in, right? Like I know a lot of people who, you know, teachers and otherwise who've said the best thing you can do, you know, minus, you know, a really good product that immerses you is just, you know, pick up a comic book in a language that, that you're interested in. Or, you know, if you like martial arts, read martial arts books that are in the language that you care about or, or magazines that, that focus on things that you really enjoy, um, in another language, because, you know, for us, um, there's a few reasons why people really struggle with language. Mm-hmm. Um, the most, the, to me, the biggest one is just motivation. Yeah. That, um, you know, if you're not, it's, you know, it's really simple, but if, if you don't spend enough time with something like language that needs a ton of repetition, you know, it's, it, you have to be a genius to retain it. And so most of us aren't, I'm certainly not. And so for me, it was always about how do I find things that I would do anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, what we're focused on, like bringing, you know, content and music mm-hmm. to language learning, bringing yeah. game mm-hmm. mechanics that we know have attracted millions and tens of millions of people already to play. Yeah. Um, how do we sneak language acquisition into those things that people mm-hmm. already find inherently fun, sticky, motivating, um, and that they would do even if you took the language learning out of them? 
This is so key just to make it fun, right? Mm -hmm. Learn the language through something you enjoy and would do anyway. Yeah, for sure. And we're seeing this with AI, the use of AI now. You mm -hmm. know, there are a lot of ways you can do it. But I wonder, I think our listeners are going to wonder, okay, what, what can they do, right, to control their own learning? Right. So, well, for example, if you're going to take a cooking class or a dance class, take it in the target language. If you live in an English speaking country, yes, get out there and take classes in English. But if you don't, you can do these classes online and you have the option of taking them in your first language or seeking them out in English. So challenge yourself yeah. and do that in English, right? Oh man, I should do this. I should take this advice. I'm looking to take some dance classes here in Denver. And so I should look in to taking one in Spanish. <laughs> yes, for sure. I love that idea. Take your own advice, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, take my own advice. Exactly. All right. So then what, what did he talk about in his next clip? Yeah. So this is his second tip and it's all about immersing your language learner in something that you are interested in. So let's hear that. You know, the other suggestion is figuring out ways to relate your new language to you so that, you know, of course you should learn the survival stuff. You need to learn how to ask directions and order food and, and do all those survival things. And there's a lot of good curriculums around survival language. But well, once you get yeah. past those basics, um, you know, one of the reasons why I think studying things or immersing yourself in things that you really enjoy is because you really enjoy them. And so you're going to, it's going to be a lot easier for you to talk about soccer or your martial art or music um, in a new language, if you were actually passionate about that, and if you're immersed in the vocabulary, I mean, I I took martial arts for for 15 years, and uh, and a few of them were Japanese-based schools, and just just um, hearing the 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 ancient sort of language and the vocabulary around how all that stuff is described in Japanese, I mean, that stuck with me forever. Wow. And even, even stupid things like. You know, they count every, you know, everything is counting in the new language and there's probably three or 400 vocab words start and end and begin and stop and all of those things that just, you know, Japanese teacher, that's, that's how he did it. And so I'll remember that stuff for life. Point number one is just figure out a way to make it fun. And that's what we're focusing on in terms of technology and games and, and music and content. Um, but also, you know, focus on the things that are interesting to you because ultimately you want to learn how to talk about yourself in a new language. Okay. So again, this is definitely easier if you're living in a country, you're immersed, you can go out and join a sports team or take a class like we were saying. But if you're not, you can do like meetup online. Mm -hmm. You can find groups wherever you are in English. There are expats all over the world yeah. and you can still seek out hobbies, something that you would do in your, your free time and do it in English. Yeah. And I love the example about martial arts. Yes. Um, that's fantastic. I actually tried this when I was living in Tokyo. I tried a karate, as they say, class, a karate class. Awesome. Um, and that was fun. Like, you know, all the gear getting in there and just hearing Japanese. Very cool. And such an immersive experience, guys. So give it a yes, try. Yes, right. Yeah. Immersing yourself both in the culture and in the language. It's mm -hmm. just a win-win on all fronts. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps Helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, what else, Aubrey? What else do we need to know from Jeremy here? Yes. Okay. So his third tip is about using a system to learn language where you level up or creating that for yourself. So let's hear about that. This is fascinating. You know, I, I did spend a lot of time in, in things that were sports related and martial arts related and, and mm. things where there were that naturally um, surface up all of the amazing things that games do. And martial arts is such a classic example because the belt system in martial arts is like the quintessential game design system. Mm. Um, it pulls all of the levers you could imagine that are effective in, in sort of um, gamifying something that's that's education-based, right? So, yeah. um, you know, if you look at the levers in, in sort of the belt system, it's, you know, there's this very clear progression to mastery. Like, you know exactly the steps that you need to take. Um, yeah. There's a whole status component to belts and martial arts where, you know, if you're a white belt and you walk in to a class, you, you don't want to be a white belt. You want to get mm -hmm. to that next level. And once mm -hmm. you get to the next level, you really want to get to the level, you know, the next level. And there's this yeah. very, you know, amazingly clear hierarchy. Um, you know, the best games also employ something which in, in sort of game design is called cascading information theory. So they don't give you too much at once. They just give you new information in very small doses. And then, and then once you master that, they go on to the next thing. And, and sports are really good at that as well, where learn this one little fundamental yeah. and let's build on it and let's build on it and let's build on it. Um, so that's what we look for. I mean, we, we really look at the psychology of learning and how do you, apply things that games do really well to language learning. And, yeah. and, and so that, that's the fun part because, you know, it, it, so many games are so great at manipulating behavior, but, but there's no payoff at the end, right? right. Either spend money or wasted time. Um, we're trying to design experiences that keep you super motivated, but at the end of it, you, you know, you'll know 10 new words in your target language or you'll, you'll, you will have heard, you know, in that one 10 minute session, you know, you will have heard your new language a thousand times because it's so fast paced. And, um, so that, that's the stuff that fascinates us and that, and that we think is, you know, over the next five, 10 years is where, you know, technology and education and gaming science, it's gonna, it's, I mean, I wish I had this stuff, you know, 10 years, you know, 20 years ago when I was, you know, studying mm -hmm. Russian in high school, like. Okay, so he's talking more about martial arts and that belt system where you're a white belt and you want to become a black belt. And that is the ideal gamification where you are motivated to level up, to compete. And I mean, there's a reason video games are so addictive, right? They're accessing that drive we have to level up, to improve and progress. Yeah. And I think a key of this is making sure that we know exactly what we can do to level up. Like, you know, in your game mm -hmm. for your insurance, right? The car insurance that you have to drive well, like you have to stop at stop signs. Yep. Um, you can't run red lights. You know exactly how to move up. So guys, when you're engineering a game for yourself, or if you're designing a course, let's say, you want to make sure that people know how to increase their status. 
in the program, yes, right? Exactly, right? And where he's talking about you sort of creating this level up experience for yourself. Yeah. You can be very systematic about, okay, what does that what what does that mean for me to reach the next level? Right. Does that mean that I'm using a specific vocabulary in a way that I want or is it going out and speaking to someone? You'll have to mm. decide. You're going okay. to create this game for yourself and yes. decide what does that mean to level up? Okay, so we're asking our listeners today to go ahead and create a game, like draw up the rules. So cool. I love this idea. I know this would really be effective for me because I am motivated (laughs) by competition, by games. So I need to do this for myself. (laughs) (laughs) So good. All right. So the thing is that learning doesn't have to feel like work, right? In this next clip, he's going to share why it is so important to see language learning as fun instead of seeing it as education. I can Mm -hmm. really see the difference there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's hear. All right. You know, there's a there's a a mantra sort of in the Silicon Valley that um, that that kids will turn away from games as soon as they know they're educational. And <laughs> we think that's been true because, and it certainly has, if you look at the numbers, mm-hmm. um, but it's because, you know, most people who try to quote unquote gamify education have taken things that are inherently boring mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they've tried to, you know, put some lipstick on them and, mm-hmm. and try to almost con kids mm. into thinking that they're fun with points mm. and badges and things that are just completely missing the point on the psychological reasons why games are fun. Yeah. We're as a company, we're starting with things that we know are inherently fun, like listening to your favorite music and playing mm. games like Candy Crush. Mm. And we're figuring out ways to sneak the language acquisition in the back door of those things. And so it's not a choice. It doesn't have to be a choice between education and fun. Um, the technology is there now to to combine those two things, and so that's okay. that's where we see um, just explosive growth and 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 benefit to people because you know people are people's attention spans are are so fractured and and there's so many things competing for time and attention and 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 motivation, um, and so you know we need to go with that flow and build things that are you know capturing people and their attention and and the way they're doing it today. You're not going to turn the clock back. There's no way. Oh, I think this is so true. I've seen this with my kids where if they see it as a game, they will spend hours. But if they know it's educational, they know mom wants them to do it to learn math or English. Forget it. It's It's like pulling teeth to get them to do it. Yeah. And I remember being a kid and having that thought as soon as anyone dropped the word educational, I would go mm-hmm. running. Like <laughs> I just didn't want to hear that. It just automatically took away the the draw of the game for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So what he said he was working on doing was taking games that are really fun and addictive like Candy Crush yeah. and sneaking education yes. into them where you have to read things, you have to, you know, learn vocabulary in order to level up inside the game. Mm-hmm. And I can see this being smart for you guys. If you can really see your language learning journey as fun, as yeah. engaging, you're almost tricking your brain so that what you become addicted to and really excited about is actually educational, right? You're actually learning. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, guys, to think about like some exact things you could do right away to experience, you know, without designing your own game, 
if you just want to get playing with English games, I think Duolingo does a pretty good job of gamifying their app. What do you think, Aubrey? Yes, especially I feel like if you have other friends that will do it with you, right? Ah, so I didn't know you could do that with Duolingo. Yes, and that makes a big difference because for me, okay. I tried Duolingo and I did it for a while. And if I'm just competing with myself to try and get more points and level up, that yeah. is not as motivating for me as once I had some friends join in too, and then we're competing with each other. And uh, this is different for every person. It might be enough for you to compete with yourself. Mm-hmm. I, if I have other friends in there and it's more social, that's when I get excited about it. Oh, I love that idea. There's also the accountability. You know, if you have your yes. profile, if everyone sees on one page, everyone who's competing, all your friends, and maybe mm-hmm. the number of minutes you spent in the app or what tests you passed, right? That matters because that's accountability. And if you're not doing your work, we, we're going to see that. Right, right, exactly. A little bit of negative reinforcement, mm-hmm. but also positive because you can then encourage each other, say, great job, I saw you reach yeah. this certain award. And it's exciting yeah. to have someone acknowledge that and recognize that. I love that. So what's the takeaway for today? Yeah, definitely. Just you want to make your language learning fun, you guys. Just like he was saying, focus on what you enjoy, learn through that, whether it's a sport, a hobby, Games, apps, books, magazines, you want it to pull you in. You want it to be something you would do anyway, and then just do it in English. Yeah. So if anyone goes ahead and designs their own game, and you guys totally can. I mean, you could design scavenger hunts for our urban immersion adventure in Boston. We designed some really cool scavenger hunts, kind of like scavenger hunts, where we had our students going into the community of Boston, talking to native speakers, getting some information, and then coming back to their team, right? You can design this for yourself. Okay, guys. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that idea, right? You're accessing that game design mechanism. Yes. You can create it where you're leveling up. But I love scavenger hunts. My kids love scavenger hunts. <laughs> I love that idea to do it as uh, so that what you're doing, instead of finding an object, you're creating mm. a connection with someone. You're yes. having a conversation. And that's what you have oh. to do for the scavenger hunt. It makes me wish we could all be in person, you know, learning together. I know, you know? Right? <laughs> Yeah, because the physical element is important, too. You know, you're running yes. around town and so you're fun. getting an answer on something. You're running back to your team. Um, Some things you just can't quite get online like you can get in person. You yeah. can't get the physical running around as much. <laughs> it's true. But this is really good. So guys, find a way to gamify your learning, as Jeremy says. And I want to thank Jeremy for coming on the show. This has been great. Yes. So fun. Awesome. Yes. We'll see you next time, Lindsay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.